Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk to Bowler. His interview brought to you every week by our friends at University of Utah Health. They take care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, he makes magic happen at AT&T Sportsnet and is the recent, uh, I guess, uh, subject of a, fe- a feature written by Lee Benson in the Deseret News. The television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler-Jack. What's going on, Bowler? Guys, how are you? It's uh, good to hear your voices. Uh, kind of a bummer day, but on we go. Bowler, I- I'm just glad that one columnist in town was taking note of your hard work. Yeah, it was hurtful, uh, but I was able to, you know, really reestablish a long, you know, relationship there with Lee again. But I don't even know what's that name, Gordon. No, it's Gordon. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. uh, and Bowler, how did uh, how did Lee Benson get a hold of you again? I know it was through it was through you. <laughs> oh no! It was man, good though, Bowler. It was, it was, is it was that awesome. Gordon? Is that why you asked me for Bowler's number the other day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bowler's number. Ah, no. Hey, uh, it was it was fun. He did a great uh, job. We had a good chat. Um, you know, he's like you, Gordon, very talented with the pen, <clears throat> and it was um, it was fun. You know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes trying to put these games, put them on, and you know, entertaining. Um, one more on Thursday, the seeding games, and then we'll find out if we play Monday or Tuesday next week and who <laughs> will be the opponent. Uh, still unknown uh, with one game to go uh, in the bubble. Bowler, what do you make of the way the Jazz are handling these games, playing the young players? Well, I think there's two things working here. And, again, I don't know. This is my own take, okay? So I always say for my chair, for my seat, uh, I think it's positioning uh, for postseason play. They must have an analytic, uh, you know, printout of how this could potentially work out. Um, I don't think uh, I may be wrong, but I don't think anybody, anybody wants to see the, the, the Houston Rockets again. And I think uh, they don't mind a matchup with Jokic and the Nuggets uh, if they fall to seven. Uh, it possibly could be if they jumped to seven, even though they lost last night. I don't know if that's even still possible, but the Clippers are there. Uh, most likely it's uh, the Jazz and the Nuggets, but things can still happen. The Jazz, remember, played the first night uh, in the bubble on their return, that doubleheader with the Clippers and the Lakers and uh, New Orleans and the Jazz. So Utah is, is really missing the one game down the stretch here. They've got the one more game. And they're going to kind of have to wait and see how this plays out. The other part of this equation, I think, again, um, you know, plays into the hands of this. If you are working and working your way uh, to a potential first-round preferred matchup, what better time also to evaluate some interesting young physical athletic talent that they may eye uh, to join this roster next year. And it's going to be a quick turnaround, by the way. If things go, hopefully, as planned, 
you know, you may see the NBA hopefully back in early, mid, and maybe they do launch on Christmas Day. Don't know. But they've got to make some quick decisions on players, and this is another opportunity to put them in the so-called lab and let them play against quality NBA players and see how they fare. I mean, there's been several moments that I've had a couple of wow factors in the athleticism of, of most of these guys they've put on the floor. Mia Yoni, Rajon Tucker, Jarrell Brantley come to mind. Um, and, I, and again, I think the Jazz really wanted to see after such a, a successful season with the Stars, and remember Brantley was a, a first-team G League pick, they wanted to really see what these guys, how they would stack up against you know, the NBA, NBA bona fide players. And though they lost a 22-point lead yesterday, the, the starting five, um, you know, tied a franchise record for threes and a, and a half, 13. Joe looked great without Donovan Mitchell. And I thought the team played extremely well, one of their better halves, uh, without even Donovan and Boyan Bogdanovich. So, um, you know, Quinn is kind of moving pieces around, see what, see what works best. And you know what? A couple of those players may be needed in the postseason. Who knows? But uh, I think that's kind of the, the, work, the, the, the work in progress of what they're trying to do as they guide themselves towards uh, next week's postseason play. If they are going to have some success in the postseason bowler, uh, the three ball is going to be critical. We've talked about that a lot. And they, they got off to a slow start shooting that thing, but it seems to have come around. That's got to be good news. Yeah, you know, I think the three was there too, Jake and Gordon, the entire time. The looks were there. The shots were there. They, the spacing was there. And I know it sounds real simple to just make the shots. We always say make those shots. Uh, in reality, uh, you know, two things could have happened. Um, it could have been new court, new floor, new hoop, uh, virtual fans. I don't know what it was. But it, it, uh, it, it went through the entire team. It just wasn't one or two players. And then all of a sudden, you get, um, you know, Joe tuned in. Niang now has had two games where he has found the three-point range. Jordan Clarkson uh, as well. Uh, Joe is, is, I think, the key, to be honest. Just the way he handles the ball, he seems so comfortable making decisions. He can either speed up the game, slow it down to his liking, and then he can just kind of step back and knock home a three. And that's really his style of play, his game. So he's, he has the ball in his hands more with Donovan out. And I think, obviously, Quinn trusts him to a high degree on running the show, running the team, and getting everybody involved. And you look at his assist of late, that's exactly what he's doing. He's scoring, but also handing the ball out. And his favorite target, target seems to be Gobert. And, you know, speaking of that bowler, I think it's really effective when the Jazz can do that inside-out thing. Get the ball in to Gobert. Let him – he seems to want to be active around the basket. Get him the ball down there for a dunk or a layup or shoot the three, one or the other. You know, I think it's an effective way to play basketball, and I think Quinn Snyder agrees. And then you mix in a few mid-range jumpers that you'll see from Conley or the floater uh, or Moutier or Clarkson. You know, that gives you a different look, a little different off-tempo from what you're used to seeing. So I know know analytics and Dave, you know, Locke and I talk about this all the time. You know, it's just like pound for pound, Gordon. Our discussion of years, uh, it continues on. But analytics will always say three is more than two. I get it. Uh, And the high percentage shot is at the rim. Absolutely. But still in this game, there is still, in my opinion, the need – to have a guy or a couple of players who can still be effective from the 15-foot range, right? I mean, sometimes the three's not there, sometimes the rim's not there. And it's good to have somebody who has confidence 
in that shot. I'd rather have two than nothing. And that's always been my argument. But I understand analytics. Yes, three is more. And the high percentage shot is at the rim. And that's what the Jazz are, true, Gordon, are trying to do. But I still think the Clarksons, the Conleys, and even the Moutier still give the Jazz a little bit different uh, feel at times when they can pull the trigger on a mid-range jump shot. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's me. Um, but, you know, the three is going to be obviously important. And the way they're shooting the ball now, I hope they can carry that over into the playoffs. And the one thing I, that I've watched in the scrimmages and these first seven games, there, there, there is still an issue that has to be dealt with, and that's still turnovers. Uh, that's it's been pretty high. The, the count's been high. And the damage done off those turnovers has been high as well. And sometimes, Gordon and Jake, when you feed the big man, Gobert, that ball has to be perfect. Uh, you know, the low pass hip, uh, the low pass or off right or left side, you know, Ingles seems to have it down pretty well where Rudy wants it, needs it. But if that ball isn't placed perfectly, that ball sometimes is slapped away, mishandled, and that transitions into points on the other end and a four-point uh, turnaround. So that's the only thing I look at, the danger of, of the lob, the high pass, is it has to be on target and on Rudy's hands near the rim or, or many times I think can get away from you. So, yeah, um, I, like, I like what they're doing. Uh, when they're all on the floor together. And I'm, I think they've had moments that they've looked real good without Bogdanovich. And I think that, that the, the experiment will continue. I'm not sure how they play San Antonio on Thursday. They may go all in with a tight nine-man nine rotation, but we'll, we'll see what Quinn has, uh, has planned. Bowler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bowler, you've colored, uh, covered college football for a long, long time, and you are a former student-athlete yourself. What is your reaction to the Big Ten and Pac-12 uh, uh, shutting it down officially today? Well, and throw in Mountain West, and uh, oh my gosh, guys, look, I, this is the type, kind of, you know, the time of year that, you know, again, can I go back and just, Gordon, you, you've heard this story before, but it, it's about... <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's about the smells of the game, and that's what is what it's about. It's about the, the sounds and the smells. It's about the pads popping, the sweat. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's the grass. Uh, it's it's all the above. And to not to have the players involved, I feel really bad for because they work hard. It's a year-round sport. Uh, they've been pumping weight and trying to find their way into a safe environment. And now the the rug is pulled, and will other Big Five conferences follow? There's there's going to be a lot of teams playing if they do play with very minimal schedules. I know uh, the SEC or was it the ACC who said they would go on playing just conference games, and they may may end up doing that. But um, it's sad, guys, that we've reached this point in this uh, in this pandemic that. You cannot guarantee the health, the safety of players. Now, the league, the NBA, has had had the incredible idea of the bubble, but you can't really do that with 100 athletes on each team in the collegiate ranks. Um, I just don't see how you can pull that off and try to keep that many young men under wraps and survey their activity. I just don't see it. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of presidents probably realize that it's nearly an impossible task. But you also have the other person arguing that go ahead and give it a shot, right? Um, they're young, but I know presidents also are concerned about uh, classroom plus the athletic field. And, again, from what I understand, there's not going to be any fans in the stands. 
So I, I maybe it's a, they, they feel like they chalk it up to a, just a one-year loss and they try to reset the button next year. But, man, I'm going to miss it. Um, and I think fans will. But I really feel sorry for the players who put so much time and effort uh, who need this, their scholarship. I'm not sure. I haven't really read the in-depth details of it, Jake and Gordon. But, you know, those meals, you know, training tables, uh, where they live, all those things come into play here with a scholarship and being on campus. And it's uh, I didn't think we'd come to it, but here we are. You know, Jake, uh, I don't know if you know this, but when Bowler talks about the smells of the game, uh, you know, we're I'm, we were of similar age. And I remember back in the day when Bowler used to, you know, go around sniffing the guy's uniforms and whatnot. <laughs> and it creeped him out a little bit, but he loved yeah. it, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. When you say Pads. that, though – Pad helmets, say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get real stinky after a while. Yeah, they do. They... they get stinky for sure. I never washed. I never washed. I uh, never mind. That's a whole other story. So. <laughs> you never washed what? <laughs> no, I never. You know the 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 shirt, the cutoff, the shirt that we use to put under our pads. I never. I never washed it. I'm superstitious. Never washed it. Mm. Well, I hope you, you wash some you don't stuff. Think, you don't think you don't think that had a little odor to it? Wow. <laughs> Oh man! You know, I love it when you talk about that stuff, Bowler, because it it brings out the passion you had for football. And I know that was I know you call basketball games and whatnot, but you've done a lot of other sports as well. But you absolutely loved playing football. I do. I, I loved it. I wish uh, if there was a fantasy island and you could say the plane, the plane, boss. I mean, I, I if I could play one more game, I mean, it would be awesome. But I'd have to have a new, a, a whole new body to do it. But <laughs> I love it. I know it's a dangerous uh, sport to under to take on. To and you know the safety is still a big issue uh, in the game. Um, but there's something about the, the locker room, about the huddle, that always drew me in. Uh, and it's hard to explain unless you've been in that huddle or in that locker room. But um, I, I think that's going to be you know for the players that's one thing they're going to miss. I think fans, of course, it's religion in the South. The SEC, where I did most of my games uh, when I was with CBS for those 13 years, there's nothing like the SEC. Jake it, and, and Gordo, I mean, you know, Auburn, Alabama, um, you know, Tuscaloosa. Uh, wow, I mean, you bring in another 40,000 just in mobile, beautiful, by the way, motorhomes. And they make another city down there. And, and they, they build their whole lives around the football schedule. And it's got to be devastating for many um, in the Big Big Ten and Pac-12 now. And Mountain West and what other conferences may join this group. But, you know, if the SEC plays on, you know, you hope for the best and the health of the players and the same in the ACC. But uh, I think it impacts the fans' entire fall and their whole Gosh, I tell you, you start to get into mental, you know, concerns of just about missing athletics because we are a society that loves sports. And right now, luckily, the NBA is back and it's been done through an incredible process, by the way. I got to tip my hat to Adam Silver time and time again because I didn't know if the bubble really would work. But so far, it's held. And, you know, I thought it was just going to be really difficult to see if the NFL or college football could pull off something similar. I'm not sure if there ever was a plan to Jake. I really am not really not certain if um, if Roger Goodell or the college presidents or the commissioners really ever had a true plan. We never really got one, did we? Or did I miss it? No, no, not not universally, certainly. Yeah, 
And, and again, I think that's part of the problem. You know, it didn't go away. Um, and, you know, there really wasn't another avenue to go to. And then when you start talking about health of individuals and then, you know, that has to be a, uh, the biggest concern. Uh, when it, And, you know, the fans, too, they, they already knew they were going to play in empty stadiums. And that itself is sad. Um, when I call the games, that's the energy that you that you loved, and what Saturday afternoons are all about is to see those seventy to one hundred and ten thousand fans in in packed stadiums around the country, and uh, not to even now see it on TV is uh, for a lot of fans is going to be difficult. It really will. Well, or one last thing, real quick. Uh, you mentioned the motor homes at the SEC games. I've been thinking about getting one. You want to get one, and uh, we'll just sort of motor around the country a little bit, going to football games. Uh, are you Are you telling me you're thinking about uh, taking yeah. a long break here, or what, man? <laughs> or are you telling me so- maybe down the road it's a good idea? <laughs> oh, maybe oh, on down know, the road, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. if your summer we can all just get like you know. You know, instead of like uh, motorcycle gangs, we'll be motorhome gang. We'll just be driving down and taking up, you know, two spaces on the road and say, yeah, young fella, try to get past me. Uh, I'll tell you, Waller, I just want to uh, experience the Waldorf Astoria on wheels that Gordon's looking at. That's that's oh, really what I'd want to get. Well, in I with. know that I'd, I'd only have, you know, that, you know, that mid-level range, but I'd have to knock on his door. Maybe, no, no, a doorbell. Um, and to even be allowed in, then wipe my feet, and then be greeted at the door by a, a butler. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> white tablecloths, you know, all the finest china. Yes. Tux uh, and yeah. tails, even though you're camping. <laughs> you believe it. Was... Hey, yeah, uh, tonight we're going tux and tails, guys. Uh, <laughs> don't bother if you don't have them even coming by. Hey, hey Bowler, I'll meet you at the campfire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, oh, give man. me a few more years, though. But, yeah, All you know right. what? I think travel across the country may be a great option down the road. I mean, I don't know where we're going to be. Uh, I hope that we can travel by a plane. I know people are, but without masks. Uh, you know, but, you know, this is a difficult time. We're all in it together, and I hope we can, uh, you know, just wade through it and stay positive and then mentally and physically healthy, guys. That's the bottom line. You're here, yeah. Bowler. Hey, uh, Bowler, thanks for jumping on with us as always, and we'll see you here at the arena on Thursday. Yeah, uh, you guys will be on the air. We tip it at 4.30, 4 o'clock pregame, so during a break, maybe slide by and say hello. We'll do it, buddy. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys. See you soon. That's the great Craig Bowler, Jack, AT&T Sportsnet. Again, that uh, game tips off at 4.30 on Thursday against the Spurs. Pre-game here on the Zone Radio Network begins at 3.30. All right, let's jump out to the Zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. We're helping our listeners today with their love lives, Andrew. We are helping a lot of guys with their love lives today. That has been the subject. Uh, when it comes to EB, you know, we see a lot of guys that don't know where to turn. They go with the pill with supplements, maybe with hormones, and all of those come with side effects. There has not been, since the early 90s, any kind of treatment that does not have a side effect until now. Uh, 2011, the FDA cleared a device that causes neovascularization, so the regrowth of blood vessels. And after all, ED is a blood flow issue, so we're finally seeing, uh, you know, we're finally treating the root cause of the problem, if you're out there listening, you're struggling with ED, we can treat the problem without any medication, injections, or side effects. And there, there's a lot of people out there that are good candidates, uh, right, Andrew, you see from old to young? We do. We have guys in their 20s and 30s every day in the clinic. We have guys in their 90s. And the younger guys say, well, I'm too young to have this kind of problem. 
And that probably isn't true. And the older guys say, well, maybe this phase of my life is over. And we don't think that is true either. So it can happen to anybody. You're more normal than you think. We can get the problem fixed. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get on the calendar and they'll get in to see the doctor for free and some other stuff too, right? Absolutely. And we're coming to the end of the day here. So call us now. The consultation is free. The assessment, meet with a medical doctor. Even the blood flow ultrasound is free. Ask all the questions that you've wanted to ask. Uh, There may be an option other than our treatments that could help you. Um, You can ask them about that. Plus, we'll throw in a little special gift. It produces instant results in the bedroom. It's all free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic. We'll get to more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.